What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 47 of Beef's Beef. Uh, I was supposed to have a guest on today, but uh, because of scheduling difficulties, we had to move it to a different day. But uh, I'm still going to cover what we were going to cover in that episode anyway, because um, like I said in in, a dip, in my blog post, I believe, uh, this is like what some people love Christmas. This is Christmas for me. I love the NBA draft. I love talking about the NBA draft. I love talking about the prospects of what players are going to do once they get drafted by certain teams. So I'm going to do my best at um, giving my assessment of what you know I thought teams did, how they did, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to break down the lottery picks and then give you a few uh, <clears throat> a few players that I thought uh, were picked very well by teams in, in certain in certain areas. Um, you know, kind of like my steals of the draft, I guess. You know, it's kind of hard to say there's more than, than one steal, but I don't know why I was very, very high on this draft. Um, I just was. I thought there was a lot of solid players in this draft. I thought there was some – I think there are some potential superstars in this draft. So, uh, you know, like like I put out in the blog post the other day uh, – the top the top four were pretty much set in stone on who they thought it was going to be, and then after that, it was anybody's guess. Now, I don't think anybody thought that number three and number five were going to be traded the way they were, but hey, that's why they have the NBA draft. So we'll start out number one. The Phoenix Suns they selected uh, no surprise they selected DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona, uh, the seven foot two hundred sixty pound center uh, with a forty four inch vertical. I mean, it kind of fills that void that the Suns thought Alex Lynn or Dragon Bender would, would fill. Um, I think he has the potential to be an all-time great. Uh, he, I mean, he has the potential to be an all-time great big man just because of his size and athleticism. And, you know, he's got great touch around the bats. He's got a decent mid-range jump shot. Uh, I, I really, really like the DeAndre Ayton pick. Uh I've told people around me, you know, Luka Doncic was probably my favorite player in the draft, but you can't pass up on DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, I mean, he's pretty much a once-in-a-lifetime type player. And, I I don't know, solid pickup by Phoenix. So, number two, uh, Marvin Bagley out of Duke. uh, 6'11", 235-pound power forward. uh, Reminds me a lot of Chris Bosh. Great outside shot. uh, Needs to be... Needs to bang a little bit more on the inside. Needs to be a better defender, or needs to improve on the defensive end. Uh, but very, very solid pickup for Sacramento, uh, which is surprising because Sacramento normally is not a very good drafting team. So getting Marvin Bagley at two was kind of a no-brainer for me. Uh, if I'm Sacramento, I thought it was a very, very solid pickup, uh, and I think he he will he will do very well in in Sacramento. I thought. Either getting Marvin Bagley or Luka Doncic, I thought you were going to do well with either one of them. So, number three, uh, which ended up being traded, was the Atlanta Hawks drafting Luka Doncic out of Slovenia. The 6'8", 225 shooting guard small forward, which kind of makes me laugh when I see him listed at that because if you really watch his highlights, he's more of a lead guard type player. But him going to Dallas because he was traded from Atlanta, like I said, uh, that backcourt's going to be nasty. I cannot wait to watch Dallas's backcourt next season. The backcourt of of Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka Doncic is just going to be unreal. I mean, 
Like I said, he is one of my favorite players in the draft. Played professional basketball since he was 15 years old. Uh, also was the youngest EuroLeague MVP in history last season at 18 years old. The dude can flat out play. If you haven't looked, if you haven't seen Luka Doncic's highlights yet, do yourself a favor and go look him up. The dude can flat out ball. I mean, he will become one of your favorite players in this draft as well. Now, uh, a player. The next team was the Memphis Grizzlies, drafting at number four. And surprisingly, this guy, I mean, I won't say surprisingly because it's not like he's not a likable guy. But uh, this guy moved in. I don't know why I started liking him so much whenever I was looking at draft stuff uh, before we did the draft thing with uh, John and Tony and myself. And, you know, looking at looking at stuff right before the draft, looking at during the draft. I really, really fell in love with this guy. Number four, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, out of Michigan State, the six foot eleven, two hundred thirty five pound power forward slash center has a seven foot five wingspan at six foot eleven, uh, and, and is a great shooter. Uh, should help should help the a- aging Marcus Saul kind of help uh, stretch the floor for Mike Conley and some of those other players there in Memphis. Memphis needs a lot of help. Let's be honest. So necessarily just get not necessarily just getting Jaron Jackson is going to turn this team around I, I thought uh, they're picking the second round they could have done a lot better but uh, we'll talk about that later on so I really really like the pick of Jaron Jackson uh, I thought they could have done well with that one or the other big man that was available that gets picked in a couple picks so uh, but he actually said he didn't want to work out for him so <clears throat> it's whatever so the number five pick was Trey Young out of Oklahoma. Those who know me know that I was not big on Trey Young. I'm still not big on Trey Young. Uh, no pun intended there. Uh, Trey Young, the 6'2", 180-pound point guard out of Oklahoma, uh, was traded to Atlanta for Luka Doncic. Uh, every every uh, scout, you know, just points out the potential to be a Steph Curry type player. He definitely has the potential to be that. Uh, I'm not a fan of his. I think he turns the ball over too much. Uh, I think he is a very. I I still think he's a great shooter, but I still think he needs to improve on his shot selection. Uh, he's not quite the ball handler that Steph Curry is. Which then again, there's not too many people that are. But I don't know. I I think that the bust potential on on uh, Trey Young is very high for me. Uh, Call me a hater, call me whatever. I just think the bust potential for Trey Young is very high. Now, the next team to pick in the lottery was the number six pick, uh, the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic selected Muhammad Bamba out of Texas, the seven foot, two hundred twenty-five pound center. Yeah, I said that right. Seven foot, two hundred twenty-five pounds. A lot of uh, thin frame guys in here. You look at DeAndre Ayton, and then it's like six two, one eighty, Trey Young, six eleven, two thirty-five. Uh, Jaron Jackson, I mean, mostly 6'11", 235, Marvin Bagley. I mean, these guys, I don't know, you, you you figure they'd be a little bigger. but I mean, Doncic isn't little, but you see Muhammad Bamba at 7'225", out of Texas, 7'9", wingspan. When I read that, I was like, holy crap, the, the second longest wingspan in NBA history, though, behind Manute Bowl, who had an 8'6", wingspan. That is absolutely nuts. An eight foot six wingspan. Uh, it is the it is the longest it is the longest wingspan ever measured at the NBA Combine. But 
the fact that it's the second biggest ever is absolutely amazing to me. Um, the potential for Muhammad Bamba is just through the roof. Uh, like I said, the second longest wingspan has a has a, has a decent shot, but needs to improve his just his overall bulk, which. I mentioned that whenever I said seven foot two twenty five, he just he needs to get stronger. Uh, I think he could be a very very good big man, but unless he adds weight to that frame, he's gonna be he's gonna be very very he's gonna get beat up very a lot. So I like the pick by Orlando. Uh, Orlando has kind of struggled here as of late selecting draft picks as well. So uh, I thought that they did well in this in this draft. So, and move, moving on to number seven, uh, you have the Chicago Bulls, who selected Wendell Carter out of Duke, the 6'10", 250-pound center. Uh, great footwork and outside shoot, and, and uh, is a great outside shooter, uh, as well as a great rebounder. Uh, should be a great comp- compliment to uh, Laurie Markkinen, whereas Laurie Markkinen is more of a, a uh, perimeter-type big man. I think Wendell Carter, being an inside-out type guy, is going to help uh, Lori marking it out a lot. So, very solid pickup for Chicago at number seven. Uh, now, a lot of these guys, when they're picking them up, it's not like they're like anybody was really a surprise up here near the top because a lot of these guys went chalk, but it was just what you, I guess, the trade of Atlanta trading Luka Doncic for Trey Young. I guess you you know you really think of the. Dennis Schroeder stuff that's coming out. You really got to think, man, Atlanta's really looking into that and knowing that they're not going to have Dennis Schroeder or they're putting Trenton Schroeder on the trade block, one of the two. Um, because it looks to me like Trey Young is their point guard of the future. And, you know, they they went uh, him and another point guard in the, in the second uh, second round of Devontae Graham, which I think they end up trading that one. Uh yeah, they end up trading that, but I mean, I I thought that they made some solid pickups. Uh, so, moving on to number eight, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, everyone asked, does this pick help keep LeBron? No, I don't think it does. And to be hundred percent honest with you, I don't think he plays in Cleveland. The number eight pick is I'm talking about the pick that I'm about to name. The number eight pick was Colin Sexton out of Alabama. Colin Sexton, the 6'2", 185 point guard, uh, one of my favorite players in college basketball. My two favorite players in college basketball this season outside of Louisville players were DeAndre Ayton and Colin Sexton. I love Colin Sexton's game. So for him to get drafted to potentially play next to LeBron was awesome for me. Uh, I don't think he does end up going there. Like I said, I think he ends up getting uh, put in some type of trade. Uh, I think the Cavs are going to push really, really hard to either get someone to replace LeBron or get someone to play next to LeBron. Uh, my, In my opinion, I think it's the latter. I think they get someone to play next to LeBron and they start moving pieces around because they know that this, with this payroll, it's hard to get players. So my my scouting report on Colin Sexton, I think he, I think he plays with great pace, is a great ball handler and has great vision. Uh, needs to improve his shooting a whole lot though. So, Yes, I love Colin Sexton, but necessarily is he necessarily a great uh, point guard to put next to LeBron? I wouldn't say yes because what LeBron needs is a shooter. And as much as I dislike Trey Young, he m- might have been the best 
position for that or best player in that position to go. Maybe him or Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, my pick, if you all saw in the uh, blog post, was Mikael Bridges out of Villanova. I think he was the perfect fit for them. Uh, replaces J.R. Smith. You already have George Hill, and you just kind of go that direction because the big men were already off the board. So, <clears throat> moving on to number nine, and you have the New York Knicks, and just like always, the New York Knicks fans boo the pick, which I thought it was a fantastic pick for the New York Knicks. Uh, the New York Knicks selected Kevin Knox out of Kentucky, the six foot nine, two hundred fifteen pound small forward, power forward. He's a small forward. Uh, has the potential to be uh, a superstar. Uh, volume shooter, but when he's on, you better put a hand in his face as soon as he comes across half court. Uh, should help with the with the growth of their point guard. Um, I can't, The one they drafted last year, Frank Niti Lakini, I think is how I read it, and helped stretch the floor for Porzingis. Porzingis is already a superstar. Uh, I'm kind. Of, I'm hoping he comes back off of that knee injury, and uh, is the same player. I mean, I know he won't be at first, but uh, with today's with with modern medicine, I mean, it seems like these guys are coming back and and playing well. Just give him. I just hope the Knicks don't force him back to too soon because they think they might make the playoffs or something. Because you can end up ruining someone's career and. I mean, you end up losing. I don't know. You, I just really hope that they don't ruin Porzingis because Porzingis could be a special player. Number 10, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers had the 10th pick, but they traded it to Phoenix for the 16th pick. But with that pick, they drafted Mikael Bridges. Um, Mikael Bridges, the six foot seven, 210-pound shooting guard, small forward out of Villanova. Uh is a like I said, shooting guard, small forward, has a seven foot one wingspan, and I mean, is a great spot up shooter, a very good defender. Uh, not only that, something else you should mention, which is something that always helps, is that he's a winner. He knows how to win. He won two championships at Villanova, and along with that, he's also going to benefit greatly from the double and from the double teams that Devin Booker is going to see. Maybe the double and triple teams that DeAndre Ayton is going to see. I think that this Phoenix team, you get them a point guard and uh, a solid a solid uh, stretch four, <laughs> this Phoenix team could be solid here in a couple years. I mean, who knows? Maybe this is a landing spot for someone like Kawhi, but I feel like if you uh, if you put Kawhi in there, you're going to have to get rid of one of these one of these pieces. Uh, the one of the Bookers or Bridges or Ayton and that's not something they should do. I think they should keep this core together, and you know, really try to win uh, with this with this core. I wonder what this is, what they're going to do. I mean, actually, I don't wonder. They don't have much around these three guys, so they're going to have to uh, play next season. Hopefully, get another lottery pick, get somebody that's a solid, you know, four or a point guard, and move from there. Because I think, like I said, I think the potential for this Phoenix team is through the roof after getting Mikael Bridges, who I think is a solid, solid pickup. Uh, moving on to number 11. Uh, this this pick was also traded. The Charlotte Hornets selected Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the 6'6", 180-pound point guard out of Kentucky. This pick was traded to the Clippers. Uh Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I'll be honest with you, when I saw him first, 
was at the Derby Festival Classic uh, that I won tickets to. Now, when I saw him, I was like, okay, he's playing against guys that are about his level. Um, I, did, I didn't see this. I'll just say that. It's a long story short, I didn't see this coming for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is a uh, seven is a six foot six one eighty one hundred eighty pound point guard seven foot wingspan on a six foot six point guard. That's dude is tough. Shot forty percent from three, as well as eighty percent from the free throw line. I mean he'll have to he'll have to gain some muscle for sure and work on. Uh, I think his biggest weakness when he was at Kentucky was. He liked to dribble the air out of the ball, and it would it would slow down the offense. So, I uh, I think he needs to work on doing that. But I love their other lottery pick as well. So I think that those two could grow together, and uh, they get a big man in there. Or maybe get you know keep DeAndre Jordan. It honestly, just depends. And Kawhi Leonard said he wanted to go to L.A. Didn't necessarily say he wanted to go to Lakers. He said he wanted to go to L.A. So you never know. The Clippers could be that could be that landing spot for Kawhi. <clears throat> Moving forward, the twelfth pick, which was traded for the eleventh pick, was Miles Bridges out of Michigan State. The six six, two hundred twenty pound small forward, power forward, just like Kevin Knox. This guy's a small forward, uh, and just like Trey Young, I'm not big on Miles Bridges. Uh, I think Miles Bridges has kind of reached what he could reach with his abilities. Uh, not a very capable shooter. Uh, I don't know. I I told my buddy John I think that Miles Bridges is going to be another Shabazz Muhammad. I I don't know. I'm just not big on him. I'm not big on Miles Bridges. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the fact. I don't like the pick here. Uh, I mean, I know he was rated by everyone in this in this in this spot. So I don't know. I just. I've not been a big fan of Miles Bridges. I don't think he's as good as everyone says. It's the same with Trey Young. Uh, moving forward, uh, again, that pick was traded to Charlotte, so Shea Gilgis Alexander was traded for Miles Bridges, and I think there was another pick as well, uh, like a future second round pick. Uh, the next pick is the 13th pick, Jerome Robinson out of Boston College, also to the Clippers. The six six, six foot five, 190 pound shooting guard. Uh, Duke can fill it up. He's a scorer. Uh, don't expect him to be a great defender once he comes in the league, but I mean the dude can the dude can score in bunches. Had a forty six point game against Notre Dame last season. Shot forty percent from three, eighty three percent from the free throw line. Uh, could be a great. I mean him and Shea Gilgis Alexander together could be a hellacious backcourt. Uh, that you know both of them are pretty young. Uh, now him coming out of college, he is a junior, so he is a little bit older. That's so. I mean, in the eyes of the NBA, that's always kind of a thing they look down on. So it's kind of surprising to see him drafted so so highly up there. Again, like I said, his his weakness is defense. I think he could defend uh, a whole lot better than what he did. Uh, I remember him killing Louisville too, and I believe if I read it right, he was the second leading scorer in the ACC. So uh, I mean, he could definitely fill it up. And then the last pick of the. <clears throat> of the lottery was the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets selected Michael Porter Jr. out of Missouri, the six foot eleven, two hundred ten pound small forward. Uh, it's hard to really judge this guy because he only played three games last season. Uh, was the consensus top five pick from every person, 
every draft board, everything you would see before he got hurt. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a capable shooter, and, and, and who knows? He may be a steal for the Nuggets at 14. Uh, but the article that came out the other day through Bleacher Report was uh, he may not play in the summer league, and he may not play his first season because of that injury still. And you got to kind of wonder... Okay, yeah, it could be a steal, but is he worth that much to sit him out that much? But then again, he did re reclassify, so he is a year younger than what he normally would be. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know how I really feel about about the pick. Uh, we'll we'll see. I think it's it's too TBD. Uh, but I don't know. So I'm gonna give you some some players that I thought were steals or great picks for teams. Uh, so, like I said, the Philadelphia 76ers traded their number 10 pick to Phoenix and moved back to 16. And I guess you could kind of say they got a steal because, to be honest with you, they got a guy that was listed a lot higher in Zaire Smith, the 6'4", 200-pound shooting guard out of Texas Tech. If you remember, uh, Smith just absolutely killed Florida in the tournament. Uh, was kind of his coming out party to the to the uh, to the country. I mean, I I'd, I'd seen him play a couple of games, but didn't realize he could fill it up like that. So uh, I thought that was a very solid pick for Philadelphia. Uh, another one was it's actually three picks in a row. Uh, I liked Divincenzo to Milwaukee at seventeen. I thought he was kind of what they're needing. Uh, Middleton's solid, but you need de- you need uh, bench depth. Uh, Eighteen was Lonnie Walker to the San Antonio Spurs. Lonnie Walker apparently dropped because of of uh, medical what was it medical uh, problems that they were kind of hinting towards that he didn't. It's not necessarily didn't bring it out. It's something that was very interesting to me during the draft was. Uh, the analyst saying that these guys aren't required to actually put their medical history out there during these draft things because they're not a part of the players' union. So technically, they're not required to do that. So it looks like Lonnie Walker was up front with it, and it kind of came back to bite him in the butt. So uh, I think Lonnie Walker is going to be a very solid player, though. The six, He's a 6'5", 195-pound shooting guard out of Miami. Uh, Louisville fans, you remember him. He absolutely killed us. His hair looks like the weekend's old hair. So I think he's going to be solid for the uh, for the Spurs. Next, I think the absolute steal of the draft, I put it on my uh, Facebook right after it happened. Uh, Boston at 27, no surprise here. Uh, Danny Ainge with the, another solid pick. Uh, Robert Williams at number 27, dropped all the way down there. The Texas A&M power forward slash center, uh, 6'9", 240 pounds. Great lob catcher. Again, finish around the basket. It's just a bulldog. And he just fits along perfectly with what the what the Celtics are trying to go for, you know, kind of like the you know hard nose lunch pail type team. And I think he's going to be solid for them. Uh, another steal was another one by Philadelphia. Kyrie Thomas uh, was picked thirty eighth by uh, the Sixers, the six four two hundred pound shooting guard out of Creighton. Not a great shooter, but is a good defender. Uh, just a solid player. Uh, another one, uh, Detroit at 42, picked Bruce Brown out of Miami. I thought the two shooting guards out of Miami were two solid players. 
They're the ones that pretty much carried them all season. Um, and I think Detroit getting them or getting him at getting them at forty two was solid. Now I do remember Kyrie Thomas was traded from Philadelphia to Detroit. So Detroit actually got two steals in this draft. I just remembered that when I was reading it. Uh, another great pick was 48, Minnesota picking uh, Bates Diop out of uh, Ohio State. Everywhere you looked, Bates Diop was ranked a lot higher than, than what it said, or than what he was drafted, I mean. So did, for them to get him at, you know, 48, uh, I think is, is an absolute steal. And then uh, I have two more. One, uh, both of them being, or one of them being, uh, Shake Milton. Uh, Shake Milton, I believe, was traded to uh, Philadelphia. Shake Milton was the fifty-fourth pick by Dallas. But like I said, I think he was traded to Philadelphia. Let me look real quick. Uh, yeah, Shake Milton was traded to Philadelphia, but I think he was a solid pick. Uh, the shooting guard, point guard, shooting guard out of SMU. Uh, if you haven't seen him, go check him out. Very, very solid. And then my last steal of the draft went to uh, went to Dallas, the 6'10", 215-pound power forward out of the University of Louisville, Raymond Spaulding. I think Ray Spaulding getting picked at 56 is an absolute steal. Uh, I think he, could, he has the potential to be a solid big man. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean... You may say that I'm biased, and that's why I'm saying that, but I think anybody that watched Ray Spalding would be able to tell you that that's a steal at 56. So not only did was there some steals in there, I think there may be some steals tonight in the uh, NBA awards. Uh, I'm going to throw in my uh, my picks for who I think is going to win what. Uh, like I said, the NBA awards are tonight. You got the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, the Sixth Man Award, the Most Improved Player, and the Coach of the Year. Uh, my MVP would be LeBron James. Uh, just, <laughs> I mean, you watched him all season. You saw what he did. You saw him take that team to the finals. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's the MVP. I definitely think there's an argument there for, for Harden. And, I mean... I wouldn't be necessarily pissed if they picked Harden, but I think LeBron deserves the MVP. Uh, Rookie of the year, I think some of you guys are going to be surprised and some of you all be probably pissed at me. I'm taking Ben Simmons. Uh, I just think that uh, Ben Simmons is... Now, if you gave it to Donovan Mitchell, would I say you're wrong? No, absolutely not. This is who... I don't don't know. I think Ben Simmons won Rookie of the year. I just do. Uh, Defensive player of the year, I'm going Anthony Davis out of New Orleans. Solid defender. Uh, it's going to be him or Gobert. I'm going with Anthony Davis. Uh, six man and most improved player. I don't really think. Uh, I don't really think anybody picked anybody but these two guys. Six man Lou Williams. Dude had a solid season uh, in in L.A. I I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen anybody pick anybody but him. Uh, most improved player Victor Oladipo. Uh, I don't think I haven't seen anybody pick anybody but him either. So. We'll see. And then the coach of the year, uh, again, this is just in my opinion. I went with Brad Stevens. Uh, Tony gave me Quinn Snyder. It was between Quinn Snyder and Brad Stevens for me, honestly. Uh, I saw Stephen A. Smith pick Mark D'Antoni. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you could I think you could go with either Stevens or Snyder because Snyder doing that with 
losing Gordon Hayward and then Stevens losing Gordon Hayward as well, and then Kyrie turns in the season. I don't know. To me, you could pick either one of them, and it's you could pick them out of my hat, and I wouldn't be mad with either one of them. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, hope you enjoyed what I what I talked about there. I thought, you know, I did a lot of research. I got some more stuff coming out on the blog here soon. I'm gonna grade all of the uh, teams' drafts. Uh, kind of, it was crazy. I did a uh, comparison of mine to the uh, to the uh, NBA Draft.net's uh, NBA grade, and it was crazy because I was pretty close on a lot of what they said, and it was like, hey, they do a lot more research than I do. And if they're giving them these grades, and I feel pretty good about myself for uh, doing, watching college basketball and doing as much research as I did for this to give people grades and be that close to what a, I guess you would say, syndicated website would put for these teams. So uh, I'll have that out on the blog hopefully tomorrow, um, and we'll, we'll go from there. Hopefully you guys are enjoying that as well. I'm going to start putting more stuff out on that because that's easier for me to get done quicker. Just type up something in, in you know, 30 minutes to an hour and, and get that out to you guys instead of sitting here recording this, doing all that and everything. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, let me know what you guys thought of that Brian Northern uh, episode again. Uh, no one really responded to, you know, what they thought about our conversations other than my buddy Tony. And that was the first time anyone had ever told me to turn an episode off, so... Tony, I hope we're still friends. Uh, hopefully you'll come on for another episode as well. and Maybe I'll let you defend Kobe a little bit because you said you felt like it was a Kobe bash party. So, uh, Guys, keep listening. Keep liking. Keep sharing. I'm going to keep putting these episodes out. Uh, try to stay dry because I feel like it's been raining for the past month. I feel like Noah for a little bit. So, You guys have a good one. Beef out. <laughs>